Welcome to another episode of Those Muckrakers. We are the shouty radio people, the, uh, the anti-Nazi antidote to the poison in your ear holes. Uh, I'm Peter Van Pelt. And I'm Pat. And uh, God, we've had a hell of a day. A hell of a day, hell of a week, hell of a everything. Just like this country, going straight to hell. And I just spilled coffee in my lap, which is fine. Um, awesome. Yeah, I just got a. I just moved into the '90s and got a TV for my bedroom, so I'm real excited about that. We are. And now I'm wondering whose situation is worse: yours with the lap coffee or me without coffee? Um, it's really well, a toss-up. Probably you without coffee, because lap coffee is still coffee. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can still drink it if you're uh, persistent enough. Yeah, so, uh, all right, so the situation that was happening earlier today, and I feel a little bit bad about it, um, but I've been real, like, just, I know before I was kind of like, let's reason with people, let's try to pull them back from the brink, you know, we all want, you know, the same things in life, but I've been, like, reading a whole bunch of Nazi ideology stuff recently, and uh, listening to stuff on, like, the German army, and the more I listen, the more it's uh, it's just, like, Checkbox Starting for... to make sense to you, huh? Yeah. No. Fuck you. <laughs> well, the more it makes the more it makes sense, and they're like, "Oh, this is what our government's doing," and so I've just been going after people on the internet. Like, um, I got in an argument with this guy today, and I kept I kept calling him a Nazi and telling him to stop being a Nazi collaborator. Uh, he called me unpatriotic. I called him a fascist pig. What was weird though was I we've been trading insults. I called him a Nazi. He called me unpatriotic. Said I was a window licker. You know this, that, and the other. Da 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 da. And finally I said, uh, "Why don't you stop being a Nazi bootlicker?" And him and a bunch of other people were like, "Oh, you crossed the line." He's like, "My dad fought in World War II," and I was like, "Well, how does he feel that to know that he raised a brown <laughs> shirt as a son?" Yeah, I mean that's uh, it. All started with um, noon and earlier this week, right? Like right after our last podcast, the very next step or the very next day, uh, in noon in Georgia, they had a big Nazi rally where people did show up to protest the Nazis, and in way bigger numbers than the number of Nazis that were there. And the police decided to like rout the uh, the citizens and the anti-Nazi protesters and point guns at them. Well, so. part of part of the problem with that is so like, I feel like people are reading into it wrong. If you're if you're a cop, um, and just massive numbers of people show up, like, uh, you're gonna be like you're gonna be a little bit nervous, uh, right? But, Pointing but, machine guns yeah. at people. So nervous. I think part of what this is so like so this is in Georgia. So we're both from Georgia, and I live in New York. So when there are like big rallies in New York. The cops know, like, kind of what to do, and they don't go crazy. I'm not, like, saying that all the NYC cops are great, but they know what to do. But, like, these cops in this small-town uh, Georgia, like, police force have no idea how to handle or do crowd control. So they're just pointing machine guns into the crowd and then grabbing anybody with, like, a bandana or a face mask and pulling them out and cuffing them. Like, and I you don't can... know for sure. Sh- I was just going to say, I don't know for sure, but I'm swear they, I could swear they called in outside help because from what I saw, there were a lot more cops in a small town south of Yeah, and they may have Atlanta gotten the system. They were, they were like freaked out. And that's part of the, that's, that's part of the problem with this fake news nonsense is that like even trained police professionals are like, oh man, George Soros' henchmen are here. I better put guns on them. Like it pervades everything. People like the people I was arguing with today and I was like, you're all a bunch of Nazi collaborators. Um, they posted, like, George Soros is a Nazi links to stuff, and I'm like, this is Nazi propaganda! This is right, what I'm talking uh, about! Their argument was that uh, George Soros in a 1944 said that that was the best year of his life, 
but the thing is, is that he was in a concentration camp in 1944. If it was the best year of his life, it's because that was the year he got out of it alive, right? This is the year he gets to live yeah, and not so... be killed by the Nazis. And now they're saying he is the Nazi because that's how twisted their worldview is. Yeah, so they're both they're both calling him part of the Jewish global conspiracy, and they're calling him a Nazi at the same time. Like it's it's really irritating. Um, but and maybe I should just stop like going. But like I've gotten to the point where I'm like, these are Nazi collaborators, and like. Uh, I, I'm tired of, like, being nice to them because, like, I guess I've gotten riled up and then I'm like, Jesus, man, this is, like, 1939 all over again. Like, there's a popular demagogue and people are, like, putting ideology before merit. Yeah, that's why he keeps putting people that he likes and that like him in charge of a major uh, heads of government, right? Like that's why Betsy DeVos is oh, in charge of God. education, and so uh, you... Pompeo is the new Secretary of State. He just got sworn in, even though it was a fight to get him in. Pompeo's in, and now he is what fifth in line to be president. Yeah, you ruined my day today. So you sent me a text <laughs> and go, "Hey, check out the line of secession now. If Paul Ryan doesn't want it, and Orrin Hatch is too old and crazy, guess who's president?" And I looked down the line and I was like, "Oh God, Pompeo." DeVos is, is, huh? It's just sort of a fun, a fun fact sheet. It's like, uh, oh, and yeah, DeVos is in the line of secession too. She'd be uh, 16th. Yeah, did you Mueller know? Would have to did you know have that... a really busy day to get down to her though? Oh, my favorite person, and we're about to rip his ass today. Um, old sleepy surgeon, uh, what's his face, is in line before her. Oh, Ben. Car- oh, you know, I looked for Ben Carson's name and I didn't see him. Oh so yeah, he's right yeah. before. Yeah, Ben Carson. Ben Carson's before her. That dumbass Secretary of Energy uh, is before like it's 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 like a Batman so rogues said, huh? Whenever you said sleepy eyes, it made me think. Oh, are you gonna go like the anti-Semitic Trump way with this? Because of the sleepy eyes Chuck Todd that Trump's always. Saying. Oh yeah, yeah. So if you're not following the news, Trump called uh, Chuck Todd uh, old sleepy eyes Chuck Todd, which apparently is just a, a well-known anti-Semitic. Like, look at the sleepy eyes. That's how you know the eyes are Jews. The eyes are so sleepy. I am willing to believe that this is like in um, Clerks 2 whenever Randall uh, yelled porch monkeys, but he didn't realize it was a racial slur against black people. I'm not willing to believe that because I... I, I'm willing to believe it because uh, Trump is old enough that I could believe he just heard sleepy eyes going around when he was a kid and he just thought it was a random insult. No, he's he's old enough that like his dad... Was it it his dad that was part of a Klan rally in Washington? So he probably uh, heard this... Huh? Grandfather. Grandfather. So he probably heard this from his grand. He's just spending some time with his grandpappy and learning all these anti-Semitic, racist things. But, huh. but like the line of, of presidential secession right now looks like a rogues, ga- like a Batman rogues gallery. Like if you look down at it, you're just like, oh my god! Like it's like president, <laughs> vice president, the Riddler, the Penguin, the Scarecrow, Bane. Like oh Mecha- no, seventh in line yeah. is Mister Freeze. How yeah. did that happen? Like Mecca Hitler. <laughs> like just. <laughs> Just down the line, it's the worst people you could think of. Uh, right. Uh, In charge of, like, um, Medicare distribution is uh, Mr. Freeze, so he's just going to divert it all to his wife. Yeah. And uh, now everyone dies so that his wife can be unthawed and live. So there was a, um, there's a guy I love, and we've talked about him before, but uh, Dan Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. He's got this other, uh, it's called, like, Hardcore History Addendum. So it's, like, leftovers from his Hardcore History episodes that kind of didn't fit. And they're like 45 minutes long. So I was listening to one where he was comparing the German World War I army with the German World War II army and how basically the, world, the German World War II army would have been so much better without the Nazis because they kept putting people in charge of the army without any merit. 
like Hitler would be like, you who sells the hot dogs at the ball game, you will be the chancellor of the children's education. And he's like, I have never done that before. And he's like, too bad. You will do it now. And so then like... You complimented my mustache. Yeah. So... So like you had people that were completely unqualified, like running the government into the ground. And at one point there was a general talking to uh, Gehring, one of his main guys. And he was like, hey, I don't know if that's a good idea to do with the army because of the economy. I don't know if that's... that's I don't know if our four-year plan is going to work. And, and Goring just went like... This is mine. I am doing this. Safira told me to do it. You will shut up. This is mine. I will do this. Like, so like you, you have a bunch of idiots running the government and they're promoting people based on ideology, not on merit. And if you look at the government now, the government is just, every, all the appointees are based on ideology, not on their merits. Yep, it's people that hate the institution which they're put in charge of. Like Rick Perry, whenever he did the oops, I can't remember third thing, EPA was going to be the third thing he says. It's like, we got to get rid of the department of this, that, and the other. And the third thing is, oops, I, I can't remember, I'm sorry, during the uh, presidential debates, right? Yeah. That was um, way back during Obama, I want to say. This wasn't during uh, Trump's run. But I mean, uh, Rick anyway. Perry's run a couple of times, but yeah, like. Yeah, in 2012, he did that. Well, he wants to abolish the EPA. What did Trump put him in charge of? The EPA. Or, oh, the Department of Energy. No, the, yeah, the Department of Energy. Yeah, Scott Pruitt. Oh, the EPA was of, one of the other two he wanted to get rid yeah, of. Yeah, Scott Pruitt's the one in charge of the EPA, and he's going crazy. Right. Oh, my God. And Rick Perry didn't even know what the Department of Energy did whenever he was appointed to it. He thought that he would get to be in charge of oil, and he's like, well, I'm from Texas. I can do this. But he's... Uh, it, that's not what it does. It looks after our nuclear supply. So he wanted to abolish America's nukes while probably talking about how we're too soft on uh, foreign policy. You know, I'm what conflicted. we need to do is get rid of the nukes. Then we'll come off being real strong. <laughs> I'm, I'm conflicted about nuclear energy, but honestly, uh, nuclear energy is our best chance at like lawn burning, clean power plants. Like it's the cleanest energy we got. It's like this is the best thing we got, and there's yeah, like. But so yeah, yeah, and like cartoon representations of it, like the Simpsons, make it seem like it's dangerous. Plus, we get examples like Chernobyl, but that was extenuating circumstances. It was also the Russians who didn't really pay attention to safety. Although Chernobyl has <laughs> given us like um, an amazing chance to study how nature comes back after like a nuclear meltdown, and like the stuff happening in Chernobyl may improve the future of nuclear energy if we don't destroy ourselves in the next four to eight years in the process. If we can get to like a, a nuclear powered future. Uh, so um, it's been you know it's been a crazy week. It's been a good week. Um, one of my favorite tidbits is uh, Cosby is going to jail. Oh, I have a pudding pop. Um, yeah, that was great with uh, Cosby. Um, Fat Albert was trending. Uh, pudding was trending. But yeah, to quote Larry Wilmore from the Nightly Show, I still haven't forgotten about you, motherfucker. Yeah. They finally got him, too. He's yeah. getting uh, 10 to 30 years. And I hope they don't go, oh, he's old and blind. Let him serve it at his house. No, let it. Let him serve it at fucking federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison. Fuck he's it. not a member of Trump's administration. He doesn't get to serve his prison sentence at home like uh, Paul Manafort's doing. Fuck that dude, man. Um, and what was interesting about the court case was so the way that they won this, and it was brilliant, and they should have done it the last time, and they should do it in all sexual assault cases, a sexual assault expert... Is that that's probably not the right phrase? A sexual assault expert sounds like the sounds like a rapist, doesn't it? Uh, like a successful one, yes. A sexual assault trauma expert. Um, she gave testimony 
for like three hours at the start of the trial before the prosecution even called anybody else. So she basically conditioned the jurors to understand what a victim of sexual assault goes, goes, acts like, and like how they react and what they do, right? Right. Because usually the defense of sexual predators is like, well, hey man, I mean, come on, who wasn't she sleeping with, right? It's just a case of a jilted lover. Come on, she wanted it, right? Come on, come on. Come on. Why did yeah, she? The, yeah. The classic victim blaming move of, well, you know, she wasn't wearing that dress. She wouldn't have had the jello pudding. Yeah. Theo, Rudy. <laughs> um, yeah, like, so they, they always, it's always character assassination because, uh, and that bothers me so much because there's no other crime where you could really blame the victim. Like, if we're in court because you fucking stabbed me like 30 times, like, and my defense was just like, well, you know, if he had done a few more push-ups, he might have been strong enough to fight me off. But, yeah. like, he was clearly not armed. Like, he wasn't wearing a vest. Yeah. He, uh, he I mean, didn't have Kevlar on, come on. so he's just if, asking If he lose. didn't want to get stabbed, why is he walking around with his fucking midsection wide open for a stabbing? Huh? <laughs> who, honestly, who wouldn't stab? Who hasn't stabbed him? Like, yeah. that, that defense would fall apart anywhere else except in sexual assault cases. And I watched, there was a um, really interesting Nightline episode of this guy who was trying to get exonerated uh, from his, like, uh, I think, like, uh, manslaughter uh, charge. So he was, a, a, like, a young guy. I think he was, like, one of those, like, just starting community college age guys, uh, yeah. married and everything. And there was a, uh, he was, like, I guess he needed a, he was hitchhiking or something, or his car broke down. He needed a ride, like, and got picked up by this local guy who was like a deacon in the town, like a real good guy, right? Um, okay. And so what ended up happening was this deacon, this like nice guy, uh, upon like trying to take the guy home, um, like stopped and I guess tried to force the dude into like uh, sex. Like he was, he started choking him and the dude like pulled a knife out and stabbed the guy in the dick like a whole bunch of times. <laughs> um pushed him I guess pushed him out of the car and left him to bleed out drove the guy's car back to like a truck stop and had like a hamburger and so (laughs) this poor dude got convicted and like when it went to court like 10 other dudes in the town like all came out and go uh yeah that dude did that to me too but I didn't want to tell anybody um so they got him convicted on the like what kind of man would eat a hamburger after being choked and 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 nearly sexually assaulted and killing a man and I'm like you know what dude after all that hamburger serious huh yeah, as I was say, people react to um, serious, stressful situations in all kinds of different ways. Yeah, I mean, to me, hamburger sounds pretty good. Like just sitting down after having gone through all that. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the problem: is people people think that like victims should act a specific way, especially in sexual yeah. assault, which is usually done by somebody that you know and trust, which makes it even worse. So, like, you know, you know, you like you know how messy just like a breakup is, right? Yeah. Like, you got to divide your friends and all that. So now imagine in amongst your group of friends, now you got to tell the story about how your other friends sexually assaulted you, and they're going to deny it, and this is going to, like, just rip up the whole fabric of your life. Actually, that kind of reminds me of something from uh, this one game, Persona 4. There's this one kid you can hang out with called the... Oh, he's the hanged man persona person, anyway. His uh, sister's murdered near the top of the game, and 
whenever you hang out with him, the first thing you notice is that everyone else in town hates him because he never acts like they want him to act. That's the point I'm getting to here, is that he's not behaving the way people expect someone whose sister was murdered to behave because they all expect him to behave as though he just learned that it happened. So he should be in tears. He should be devastated. He should be distraught. So if anyone ever sees him like with a smile on his face, they're all like, oh, what kind of monster is that? And they just judge him super harshly for that. So he's never allowed to move on with his life because some stranger might see him, recognize him as being the guy whose sister was slain and uh, just uh, get all up in a shit about it. Yeah. And so that's the thing is like, so they, they opened the court case with this woman explaining exactly how uh, victims of sexual assault generally react and it educated jurors. And now Cosby's going to fucking jail and good fucking riddance, man. Yep. God, I mean, I am... Hmm. I'm really disappointed about this. Now, I was really never a fan of Cosby. Uh, I like the opening credits to Fat Albert. That's about the most I ever liked Cosby. But at the same time, I like the idea of Cosby. The idea of this... Um, what, a whole... secret rapist? No, just a wholesome father figure, right? Now, uh, Ozzy was always saying... It's like, that uh, you can't trust someone that's too good like that. If someone starts coming off too good, then that makes me suspicious. But uh, I don't know. He was right, I guess. Yes, yeah, well, I don't trust anybody. That I don't trust anybody without visible vices. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't smoke, you don't drink, you don't do drugs. Like, you know, you're not like I'm really into miniatures or like chew your nails or like I can't figure out what's wrong with you. Uh, I'm like, mm, <laughs> this is not good. Well, right now I don't uh, smoke or drink anymore, but uh, uh, yeah, but I've seen you, I've seen your vices before, and I know what lives inside you, so that's okay. Yeah, also, if anyone sees my desk, it's covered in amiibos, so that's definitely a problem right there. When you said that for a minute, I was thinking of amoebas, and I was like, ooh, ugh, <laughs> that's gross. Uh, it's a uh, Nintendo toys, just yeah. video game tat. So Cosby's going to jail. That's a fucking, it's a great day for everybody except for a rapist who are going, oh no, guys, the tide is turning. We'll have to stop. <laughs> we'll have to stop publicly publicly parading our rapes. Uh, we'll, we'll, um, we'll have to so, stop serial raping people so much, I guess. So fuck, so fuck that dude. Uh, yeah, he's done, and I hope he dies in prison. Um, and honestly, I can't like, imagine him making, a, making it out of there alive unless it's on some kind of weird technicality. Uh, well, my whole thing is, uh, I never liked Cosby. I never thought he was funny. I never liked. I never liked the Cosby Show. I was always a um, uh, Family Matters guy. Me too. Oh, I love Family yeah. Matters. That's the show because, I watch. I never watched the Cosby but, Show. It was always Urkel and Carl Winslow. I saw somebody's status, and they're like, you know, I just, I mean, it's good he got convicted, but it just, his, you know, his comedy was such a big part of my life, and it just seems so sad. And I'm like. You're fucking sad because the comedy that you grew up with was tainted, like, but you're not more sad. Like, I was just like, your fucking priorities are fucked up. Like, if I found out that, like, Carlo, Carl Winslow was a serial rapist, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck him. Fuck Family Matters. Like, goddamn, I wish Steve had killed him. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be, be like, like, oh, Carl yeah, Winslow, this- go home, go home, go home, and wait for the police yeah, I'd there. Like, I'd be like, if you found out the dad from Step by Step was a, a serial killer, I'd be like... All right, well, you know what? I can just be like, that was, I enjoyed it during my childhood before I knew it was part of something horrendous. And uh, yeah, now I don't care. 
Was that the like, one with uh, the guy living in a van outside their house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cody lived in a van outside. Was he related to them, or is it just like a guy that lived in a van nearby? I believe he was related to them. Okay, that's a little less weird. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so either way, that fucker's going to jail. Um, so, the thing that makes me really, really, really angry today, on top of everything else, so we had these tax cuts uh, passed by the government that benefit the rich yep. and nobody else. At the expense of the poor and the it's national deficit. It's a tremendous deficit. fucking scam. And now, uh, fucking uh, butt puppet Ben Carson is raising the rent on uh, people in, like, government housing. Yep. He's raising, he's tripling the rent rates for HUD recipients. The ones that are the worst off in HUD. He's taking them and tripling their rent, pricing them right out of having homes, which is going to throw them right out into the streets. And then whenever we see a massive explosion of homelessness and drug use, I don't know. The Republicans are just going to shrug and say, I don't understand why people say that we're against the poor. Why, why do they say we hate the poor? Well, no, That's what they're going to do is they're going to hand this off to the Democrats or whoever the fuck is next and go, good luck cleaning this shit up. Yeah, and we have to spend so much goddamn time cleaning up their mess that they can point to how the world's in hasn't really changed from the start of their regime to where they are right now in the Democrats, right? And then that way they can tell their followers, hey, look, they didn't change anything. It's like, well, we were cleaning up your mess. That's why nothing's changed. We can't I mean, make things better until we're done stopping the world from burning. A thing I was listening to, they were talking about if we don't, so we bailed out companies, but we we're unwilling to hand out hand a bailout to people under college loan debt. And they said actually, in the current the current college loan uh, current college loan debt, the way the debt is accruing, it's going to cause a uh, it's going to cause like a, a collapse, like an economic collapse. Uh, and I'm like, good, good, because. I was we I was I was talking to somebody at work today about like college and how maybe college isn't for all kids, but uh, the important thing is kids shouldn't go to college if it's going to put them in debt. Because if I wanted to buy a house right now and I went to the bank and I go, hey man, can I get like a hundred thousand dollars? The bank would be like, uh, please leave our lobby. So I can't, as a thirty-two-year-old man, can't get a hundred thousand-dollar loan to buy a home, which they could repossess. But I can take out $100,000 for college education as an 18-year-old. How does that make sense? That's predatory lending, pure and simple. Yeah, and colleges only charge that much because banks will give them that much, right? Like They will so, charge yeah, if as just... much as banks are willing to give them because you yeah. know they're all like, well, the students are doing it through this system, so that's how they'll get the money. And then we just have them be yeah. in debt forever. It's like, if you... oh, my God, fucking if – Going back to the HUD recipients, if uh, one of them has like a sick kid and they bring them into the hospital, the doctors can charge them $10,000 to give them an aspirin, and now they just have debt for the rest of their lives. Like, yeah. the fucking well, debt is horrid we're, in this we're country. Living, we're living in the goddamn, like, you remember Back to the Future? The future where Biff wins, like, because yeah. he steals the, 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 the almanac? Uh-huh. Yeah, we're living in that fucking future. I feel like the bald guy with the shotgun, you know, the principal? <laughs> That's who I feel like. If anyone listening um, is not aware, Biff from Back to the Future is actually based on Donald Trump. He really is, because they thought that would be like the perfect icon for someone who really, really shouldn't be president, and they modeled Biff after him. Now, here's the thing, though. Here's what's fucked up, is that in the timeline where Biff becomes president, the Cubs never win the World Series. But in our timeline, the Cubs won the World Series the same year that Biff became president. 
So how does that fucking work? God damn it, Back to the Future? You can't have it both ways. Those are supposed to happen in two different timelines. I just, I wish Back to the Future would make another one where they would fix everything. Maybe. Are they... I don't know. Or are we just living in, like, the peeled-off timeline? So, you know, like, every time... On that one, were they... In that movie, basically, you create a new timeline when you change something, right? In which timeline? In Back to in, the in, Future, you ar- yeah. you do not create new timelines. You erase the old timeline and replace it with the new one when you change something. So it would create a paradox if it created an alternate timeline. That's what they were worried about, right? Maybe, but I thought, it just... I th- uh, it, because um, Marty started to disappear whenever his uh, parents didn't get together, it showed that there could only be one timeline in that universe. There can't really be paradoxes. Um, I thought it would make more sense that if each timeline just kept branching off, so every time you change something, one timeline continues on, and then you've just created a new timeline. That's how it happens in, like, Terminator and Dragon Ball, but in Back to the Future, it's just one timeline. I think in Terminator, every time they make a new Terminator movie, uh, the writing just gets worse and then branches off. Dun-dun, dun-dun. Yeah, which is funny, because I just bought a Cyberdyne Systems t-shirt. Which is awesome. uh, Today. Yeah, it fits weird, though. Like, it was made by robots for robots, which I guess makes sense. Yeah. So, um, going back to uh, Ben Carson fucks the poor. Ben fucking Carson. God, you... Oh, my God. Like, it's 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 hard to hate someone so sleepy and stupid, but he is ruining fucking people's lives, and he's just like... He just doesn't seem to be bothered by... Uh, well, um, I don't know. You know... Well, Maybe what, we should just raise the rent. What we have here are people that are too dependent on government handouts. What we're going to do is make sure that they can't get the handouts, and then they'll die in the street, and then they can't take any of our money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying he's an asshole. Because, yeah, if you think people are too dependent, you know, and you just cut them off to die... By the way, once they're in the streets, uh, they can just go to the emergency room to seek medical attention for things that um, will not happen to them if they're not homeless. Uh, there's a lot of diseases associated with homelessness that yeah. uh, can be cured by having a home, but whenever they have them and they're homeless and they just go to the ER to get it treated, those bills go back to the taxpayer, so it actually yeah. is cheaper for well, a society to just p- keep paying into HUD like we should we've, be. We've seen time and time again with homelessness if you provide people with homes, and it's, I get it, if you're a real capitalist, it's a hard pill to swallow, but if you look at the dollars and cents, instead of having them be a drain on the system and going to jail and fucking pissing on, like, public sidewalks and taking a shit on buildings and all this other stuff that costs us money, if you provide them housing that is either cheap or, in some cases, guess what, buddy? You just get to live here in this apartment provided by the government because you're homeless and it's better that you live here. If we do that, that is cheaper than the strain they put on the system, they put on our police, they put on our fucking hospitals because they have a place to fucking live. And any money that they then spend that came from tax money gets redistributed into the local community, which more evenly distributes money throughout a community, so that is also better for everything. And also, Ben Carson just paid like $100,000 for a desk, so if he hadn't done that, that's free homes and rent for everyone in this system for quite a while. Yeah, man, like, He's... dude, just just the sheer waste. That's the other thing, too. It's not even ideal. Like, like Trump's golfing trips waste. So, you know, people are like, oh, man, you're telling me that they want to pay $15 an hour when our American soldiers 
Don't get 50, but the motherfucker's taking enough golf trips. We could just fund all the VA problems. Like, we could just yeah, fix all the VA funding. Tr- Trump uh, costs, like, what, $25 million a day for him to go golfing? And he does it every single weekend? With that yeah. money, we could just go ahead and give free education and health care to everyone in America. But instead, no, it's him fucking golfing. And that's, yeah. for some reason, allowed because that's not socialism. It is socialism, though. He's We're redistributing the wealth. We're just distributing it in a way that the deplorables are okay with, which is letting their own, you know, well, Mango somebody, Mussolini go golfing. Somebody said something today, and I found it interesting when I was in that argument where I was calling people Nazis. Yes. They go, how is your life worse now that Trump is president huh 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 how's it worse i bet it's not i I bet it ain't i feel empathy for others and i feel horrible for puerto ricans and now ben carson fucking the poor is gonna put about 4.5 million people out into the streets so that's and so that's the problem is the what about meism is that you don't think it's a problem until it's at your doorstep but you don't have enough empathy and imagination to go well man there's a lot of other people that are really fucked I'm just lucky that I'm a white dude and not like an immigrant or a person of color or a fucking woman like or like or just anyone from Puerto Rico like I'm very lucky in that my status and situation has not changed yet or, or but one of it the will 4.5 million neediest people on HUD was there super fucked yeah, here's what's going to happen. By the way, I got a Puerto Rico thing I read about. And I was thinking about this, but this articulated it. What they're going to do in Puerto Rico is they're not going to help Puerto Rico at all, right? Till the entire island is just like a cheap, bankrupted, like no one owns any land. And the developers are going to swoop in and like fucking turn it into like a carnival cruise line island. They might. But I mean, because they can buy everything super fucking cheap. It just seems crazy how the GOP just seems so dead set on recreating the French Revolution. And I know what I, don't I, think... I know what you're thinking. That's not going to work because they don't have the mili- the public doesn't have the military on their side yet, right? But keep in mind the French Revolution took 80 years and five tries before they pulled it off. We still got to get yeah, well, to like round one. Well, the other thing is it's also really hard for like soldiers to shoot to shoot like civilians in the streets when the like that's the thing when you're turning your own soldiers on your own people. It's a lot more difficult. Like you mean like how the, the military tanks were rolling through uh, Newman earlier this week to defend the Nazis? Okay, so you know what? Maybe all right. I'm just saying like they weren't <laughs> shooting people yet. It's yet. bad. Look, man. Fuck you. I'm trying to stay optimistic. Listen, I know. <laughs> I know our country is infested with Nazis and water is turning the freaking frogs gay. I know this. I'm trying to stay optimistic when we're hiding in an attic behind a bookcase and trying to be real quiet. I'm going to be like, hey, guys, look, maybe if we just kind of stick it out in this bookcase, it's not so bad, right? We got, like, we got space to lay down and the bread. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep the optimism <laughs> because if I don't keep the optimism, I think that I have a fucking aneurysm and I die. I... Well... We'll do story time right quick then. Here's an anecdote um, I read from uh, a couple people that are on HUD. Uh, There's this couple in Texas, right? They're given $177 per month for food, which means they have $44.25 per week for two people to live off of. And right now, the GOP is telling them that that's just too much and that amount needs to be reduced. Um, yeah, so it's that whole, uh, thing, you know, that if you just, uh, let the poor starve to death, they'll just be dead. Yeah, you know what the poor need to do, Peter? 
They need to stop wasting their money on things like food and start using their money to buy more money. Then they wouldn't be so poor. Have they ever considered so, that? Here's here's how we fix. And I know it takes money and 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 it t- it takes funding and time to do this. But here's how we fix this. What are the absolute like necessity industries in the United States? Like nuts and bolts, fucking putting hands on stuff and working jobs that we need. Like teachers, nurses, you know what I mean? There's a lot of jobs like that that we absolutely need, right? Right. Then we make the pathway into that nearly free. If you can pay, if you want a job, then you should be able to get a job. Like at a career job, not like a McDonald's job. That's the thing. All these people are willing to work. I don't know very many people that are just unwilling to work. If you want a job, you should be able to get a job. But that's the problem is we don't have the jobs or people don't have the training to get the jobs because we're not providing the job training to get people into, like, programming and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, there was initiatives for, um, fuck, what's it called? STEM, right? But yeah. now, like, colleges are kind of doing that, but the government has no such programs anymore because our current government doesn't even believe in science. Like, I saw... Oh, yeah, um, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, what, what's, Why do... what was it called? Um, oh, I'm trying to bring this picture up. Uh, Why would science you want alarmist. More you're, you're a science oh, yeah. alarmist if uh, you believe in science, read, if you believe please, in facts and reality. Please read that tweet again. That that made me just like, oh, we are fucked. Yeah, from Thomas Massey, which is a representative. This is an actual congressman. Well, hold on, who is Mr. Ma- who is Mr. Massey a representative of? Let's give him his full due. He's a representative for who, where? Uh, hold on, let me, uh, I'll pull it up. Yeah, because so I, I want to let, if we get any Thomas of his voters Massey listening to us. representative? Yeah, if any of his voters listen to us, I want to give them his full bona fides so they can vote his stupid ass out of office. He is Thomas Harold Massey, is an American entrepreneur and politician who has been the United States representative for Kentucky's 4th Congressional District since 2012. All right, so good people of Kentucky, you have a choice. The choice is vote these pieces of shit out because... Uh, my my fucking nemesis, the Turtle Man, also yeah, hails from your that's, fucking uh, state. He is a senator from Kentucky. <laughs> so Kentucky, get your shit together. It's fucking the rest of us. Yeah. Fix your goddamn voting and fix your goddamn senators. Yep. Don't make me come down there. I so help me God. We'll take those muckrakers to Kentucky, and I mean we after will that, dine I don't know on what your I'm chicken. Thre- yeah, I don't know what I'm threatening after that, but it involves a Louisville Slugger. That's right, a homemade baseball bat. Ah. We'll get I don't know. roller skates I'm threatening and a the slugger. State of, I'm threatening the state of Kentucky, and I don't even think anybody in Kentucky listens to this. Probably not. Because you, know you know they're not going to have internet when the, um, uh, uh, the, the net neutrality goes away. That's the other thing. Poor people fucked themselves out of internet. Yeah, wasn't that... Um, that sort of went through like a couple days ago, and no one said anything about it, right? Because we yeah, were, we're just... one vote shy of protecting it, and we didn't do it. Yeah. We're done. We're done. So it's going to affect rural hospitals, Kentucky, um, and, like, schools, Kentucky. Uh, yeah. Fuck it, man. Fuck it all. What are we doing? What? Let's take this podcast to Mexico. <laughs> that's probably going to be the only place that's safe to live when all this is over. When the French yeah, Revolution I just in. I just watched a documentary on Mexico. I don't want to go there. Um, <laughs> yeah, as, because we would, I, the president saw that, too, with the caravans of Mexicans coming up through the borders. No, I'm fine with the Mexicans that come here, but, like, it's the, the Mexicans over there, like, like the cartels, like, uh, they just, like, they, they kill journalists real fast. Like, just yeah. real, real quick-like. Like, not, no hesitation. 
Um, and I'm glad nobody's shown Trump that yet because I'm really waiting for like, uh, 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 okay, so uh, maybe, I'm just saying, maybe we cut off a few journalists' heads. Uh, you know, we put them in front of a bodega, they get the hint. Yeah, I mean, I think we covered that last yeah. week that uh, he's totally down for uh, throwing uh, reporters in prison and stuff like some other countries do. So I I, listen, I I read a news thing about the caravans today. It's fascinating. It's a human rights group. So the United Nations um, allows anybody from any country that's in, like to go to any other country that's in the United Nations. You can go to any country that's in the United Nations. Uh, FYI, we're in the United Nations. And the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights states that if you are a United Nations member, if someone comes to your shores and they say, uh, I gotta, I gotta get in. I can't stay in my home country. I'll be killed. I need asylum. You, you have to get, you have to. I mean, you have to investigate it, but you have to give them asylum. So this caravan of people from Central America are like, hey, uh, we're coming, and we're we're applying for asylum because we're all gonna get murdered if we go back. And that's what he was talking about. And he's like, no more caravans, okay? Wow. Like they're not sneaking across the border. They came and knocked. They're knocking at the door going, hey, you remember this that, UN thing? That's yeah. just like how he said that uh, the FBI broke into his lawyer's office. They didn't break in. They had a warrant. But Yeah, that's know. like that time I got I got pulled over and the cops broke into my car when I was pulled over. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. You want to call it a break in? But yeah, but so they're there. not they're not they're not sneaking across the border. They were like, Hey guys, we're coming, just so you know, we're almost there. Yeah. We'll be there in twenty minutes. We're map questing it. Okay, we're there. Hey, is anybody home? Yep. And I hope I hope they fucking get asylum. Like that's that's you know like the whole the president. There was recently a summit in South America that like the president didn't even go to, he and that's really Pence. important because huh? He sent Pence. He um he had the important task of uh, staying in his golf course for all of last week. That's twenty five well, million bucks a day, by the way. That could be using or could be paying for uh, doctor's visits and uh, college. Well, the problem is like. So South Roads. America, by our own by our own claim, is our backyard, and we're not doing anything to help. Like Venezuela is in massive crisis. Like there's a huge humanitarian crisis going on in Central and South America, and uh, like we we won't even give them the benefit of like, hey, let's send the real president, the vice president, <laughs> fucking goddamn Pence on his like uh, itinerary it just, had a meeting it made me laugh that you called him a real president but that's cute that's cute no we need a real president like, no we need can, a real can, president we need to impeach this current guy and uh, put could someone we serious have, in could we have just sent maybe Obama or Bill like to ah, maybe one of talk those. with the South yeah that would actually have been useful you know what I'll even, even settle w. for like fucking uh, yeah, I'll even settle for HW. Yeah, HW's like hospitalized last I heard, but uh, he can. By go. the way, he doesn't look like he aged so much as he just melted like a candle. Well, I uh, got my saltine crackers here. And like he looks, he gonna... looks exactly like he always looked, except a little melty. I. So and he's um, also like nine million years old. Anyway, my whole point was South America's in a humanitarian crisis, and we're not doing shit for them. Like. Our fucking Puerto Rico is a Thunderdome. We're not doing anything for that. Like, we're kicking our own people out on the streets. And um, Thomas Massey is uh, trying to tell us not to believe in reality. Oh, yeah. Hit me with that Thomas Massey quote. Sorry, I went off on Kentucky. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. All right, Kentucky, you listening? This is your representative. Go. French president is a socialist, militarist, globalist, science alarmist, dot, 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 the dark future of the American Democratic Party. Now, I'm real disappointed you didn't do that in, like, a, just a real Kentucky accent. 
uh, all I can think of is like um, Colonel Sanders impressions. Free right, right, right. prey is a thing. <laughs> well, think of Colonel Sanders, but stupider, and I think you'll have Kentucky. Uh, I'm just picturing like uh, what's Roseanne's <laughs> husband's name again? The actor Van? that plays him. Oh, uh, I don't remember. Uh, John Goodman. John Goodman. I've seen him do uh, chicken commercials as uh, Colonel Sanders. French president. So I don't know. I can't really do that. But someone... just, I think it's I think it's much more of a like French president is a socialist, a militarist, uh, globalist, uh, 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 globalist, science uh, alarmist, <laughs> science alarmist. Yeah, like just like yeah. Jesus Christ. The dude sounds yeah. like for the dude. The dude sounds like a Forrest Gump clip. So that it, Forrest Gump clip. So it's all buzzwords anyway. But uh, oh, yeah. someone responds to him. You know, none of that's true. Using fear rhetoric is not the answer. And he responds to this guy. I will advocate for militarism in front of the Congress. Macron said this. That's what uh, Thomas Massey came back with, right? And so the uh, the rando, just the random guy on the internet, came back again and pointed out with a tweet that got way more likes than anything Thomas Massey said. The word he used was multilateralism. Boy, is this awkward. So yeah. that was a wonderful series of tweets there that uh, pointed out that Thomas Massey has his own head up his ass, misheard the guy, and used that just to create like a string of buzzwords. Yeah. Including like, one buzzword which is alarmist to me, science alarmist? Sci- yeah, science alarmist. Ah, oh, you're just a sci- motherfucker. Yeah, we're a science alarmist because the goddamn alarm clock is going off. The planet is, well, the planet's not dying. The planet is not well, going to be able to support human life. Yeah, like, uh, the planet's going to keep being here. It's people that may or may not. But here's the thing. Like, all the GOP really want to do is just keep suckling on the teat of the sweet, sweet oil lobbyist industry, right? Yeah. But the oil industry is the one putting all the CO2 into the air, all the extra CO2, which is um, throwing things out of whack. And I know that uh, deplorables have their defense of this, like, uh, or you know, cows put a lot of CO2 out there and whatever else. Yeah, but the, see, trees also absorb a lot of CO2, and when the earth is balanced, the trees are absorbing the right amount so we don't have too much. We need a good bit of it out there so that we don't freeze over but if we have too much of it we bake alive like venus yeah well i mean we should also we gotta like, have it's not just the right balance and they are throwing the balance completely out it's not just it's not just the co2 it's the it's the plastic in the ocean we still haven't like banned like plastic bags and single-use straws so they decided to force places uh in some places to have thicker plastic bags as like you'll have to buy it why don't you fucking ban them? We don't need plastic bags. Get rid of them. Sell like a sell a sell a cloth or a paper bag for so, slightly. Oh, if, if you would like a bag, it'll be a dollar. Like for this, but we don't have plastic. Single-use plastic straws. Fucking get rid of them. Like all these little things we could be doing. Fuck them off. That that's just little shit we could do. You know, fucking yeah. sponsor a national like everyone go outside and plant a tree today. Like. Oh, well, we had God Earth Day uh, a few days ago, actually. Did you do anything what for it, what, Earth Day? What it, what, I don't even know it was Earth Day, but I'm, so, I'm surprised the Republicans <laughs> didn't just fucking like launch a missile into the heart of Gaia going, this will kill her. <laughs> Could be. But, hey, uh, <laughs> happy Earth Day. We're taking that, all the money from SNAP and children's food stamps that and real. putting into a missile to fucking blow up the heart of the Earth in hopes of killing its soul. I, happy Earth Day, 
tree yeah, hoggers. Remember the uh, the rolling coal people? Whenever people tried to fight back against uh, additional CO2 in the air, people would do their rolling coal trucks, a truck that specifically spits way, way more CO2 out. So they're producing like 10 times the CO2 or 20 times or 50 times what a truck should be producing, deliberately burning that much extra gas. So Wait, it just, why were they doing this? Just to piss off environmentalists. So when you piss off environmentalists, you don't hurt the environmentalists so much as you hurt all of us, you fucking morons. Like, yeah, God but damn it. Yeah. But I can't they, wait till the air turns to acid. I'll be happy. <laughs> right, but they don't believe that humans can produce enough CO2 to actually change the climate. So they don't yeah. believe in reality. So we don't share the same reality as them. Yeah, and I that know, happens in part because the GOP, the only way they can convince people that their policies work is by convincing them to change realities so that that way the GOP can just keep getting money from the oil lobbyists. That's just how this works. I mean, works. that's why, that's why I can't, I, at this point, I don't even argue. I just call them Nazis. Yep. I just call, and, and apparently that's apparently when you call a Nazi a Nazi, that crosses the line. Because uh, as uh, my daddy fought in World War II, well, he'd be real disappointed in you because everything he fought fought against is fucking. Yeah, now, that's that's you like know, that uh, Milo US. guy that's uh, telling people, ah, they call me oh. racist. I guess I should oh, go tell my god, my let's black get to Milo. So what's what's his racist. what's Milo's last what's Milo's last name? I don't know. Otis? It's like Yelena, Yelena Popolis, or like he's a darling of the alt right and the Proud Boys, who are the new brown shirts. If you don't know, uh, they're they're all American, you know, Trump, Trump, Trump. Like they're a bunch of stupid frat boys. They think they're clever, like, and they think this is like a cool niche thing to be. So he he happens to be gay, uh, and like fucking uses that. Like you wouldn't like 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 a, like I'm gay, so I can't be. But- a bigot and a piece of shit. Basically, so, he uses it the way the GOP claims women use the woman card whenever they make arguments, which isn't true at all. But then the first chance they get, someone on their side uses a card to just listen, excuse their behavior and their arguments. You can be gay and still be a piece of shit. You can, I, I know him. You can be a woman and be a piece of shit. You could be black or, or Latino and be a piece of shit. Being a piece of shit is something that anybody can be. It's not dependent on your sexual orientation, gender, or skin color. So this guy, this piece of shit, Milo, goes to a bar in New York City. Very well known that he's a piece of shit and a, a, a fucking Trump supporter. Just a fucking absolute asshole, like human garbage. Goes to this bar and people are like, get out of here, you Nazi fuck. And so he leaves yep. and goes, I, I felt so uncomfortable and I just... You know, they were making threats at me, and they called me racist. How can I be racist? My partner's black. I'll go home and tell him that. And I'm like, dude, fucking Thomas Jefferson fucked his slaves, and he was as racist as the day is long because he owned slaves. It doesn't matter if you're fucking a black guy. You can still be a racist piece of shit. That doesn't preclude you from that. Yep. And, uh... It's like Cosby can't be a rapist. He was married. (laughs) Okay. What the fuck are you talking about? So later on that night, Milo goes to this Proud Boys boat party where all these douchebags uh, rented a boat and like hung out and drunk beer and like he made a speech and seemed super happy. And I'm like, so five minutes ago you're bitching because people are calling you a Nazi. Now you and your Nazis rent a boat and you're super happy. I'm like, man, oh, if that fucking thing had sunk the world to be a better place. Yep. What made me really sad though was a comedian that I really liked that I've kind of like. I used to listen to his podcast. It was called the NYC Crime Report. Uh, Pat Dixon was there. And I like Pat Dixon, but I'm like, oh, Pat, you're a fucking alt-right moron, too. God damn it. Yeah. I mean, I kind of knew he was from listening to his stuff, but I'm just like, ah. 
But yeah, so that fucking dude, like, oh, he called me a Nazi. Well, then don't be a Nazi, bitch. I don't know what to tell you. So, uh, God, I've barely even started looking at my uh, muckraker notes for this week. I've just sort of been letting things run. Yeah, that's the way it goes, man. Yeah. So, uh, Ronnie Jackson, the Veteran Affairs Secretary <laughs> nominee, stepped down. Oh yeah. When it came to oh, light, he was crazy. But actually, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, so what actually made him finally step down is whenever it was revealed that he had crashed a government vehicle while drunk, right? Yeah. But um, so but what he, he had like this long history of whenever he and a bunch of colleagues would go to stay at a hotel, he would get shit faced and walk up and down the um, hotel line of doors and just bang on doors and yell at people through the door. He would hand out free pills to anyone at any time. They used to call him Dr. Feelgood because he handed out so many free pills. Um, he would frequently get drunk at all kinds of inappropriate times and drive vehicles while drunk. And honestly, the more I heard about him, the more I started to think this would be a really awesome friend to have in my life. You know, you're describing him, and I'm like, he stepped down. I'm like, fuck it. Put this dude in charge of education. He sounds like <laughs> a guy I'd like to party with. Yeah, but at the same time, he would have been put in charge of uh, our military veterans. So, uh, this is also who the desperately same... Who desperately need the medication not being handed them? Well, yeah, true, true if enough. If he's Dr. Feelgood, then... The, no, but yeah, like he would do a terrible job. Like, Trump was talking about him today and goes... He was the finest man I ever knew. And I'm like, there, uh, yeah, I was like, Trump, did you, did you sleep? Did Trump sleep with this guy? The this guy came out and gave like a long speech about how the president's in tremendously great health. So of course Trump oh, loves that's, him. Oh, that's the oh because he did he did probably t- touch Trump's balls at one point during the physicals. So. Yeah, he's had his hand all up in Trump inside of the him. Finest, he's got the softest hands I've ever felt. On my balls. So much even bigger than, than mine, even though mine are big. <laughs> even, even, even softer than Melena's hands, who sadly does not like to touch my balls anymore. She doesn't Sad. even like to touch his hand. Like There's a second <laughs> clip those, of him trying to hold a... her hand, and she's just like brushing it off and batting his hand away. Oh, I love those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your own fucking trophy wife hates you. You uh, the, piece of human garbage. I, I love the... Uh... The alt-right and the deplorables defense of Ronnie Jackson, though, they say that the fake news is just ruining his life with all the fake news. It's totally wrong, but he has to step down because it's too much. And that's uh, their Yeah, so it ruins... Uh, lives are ruined when you, when you are not... So the news made me mad again today. I have a running grudge with NPR because they're too nonpartisan. But they were talking about the Ronnie Jackson thing, and they go, now, um, can you tell us, like, so what is happening... In the White House, with the what is wrong? What with the vetting process as it is right now? And I just yelled at the fucking radar. I go because there is no vetting process. He yeah. meets a nice man on the street, and you next thing you know, that dude is Secretary of the Interior. Yeah, and also they don't get held accountable really. Like all yeah. he had to do is just stick it out, and he would have gotten sworn in, just like the uh, just like Papadopoulos, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Pompeo. That was he, his name. Pompeo did. There's no accountability, which is just. Is part of an uneasy trend I've seen. The fact of the matter is, nobody in Trump's administration is ever held accountable for their actions. They may personally that, punish themselves by stepping down, but if they refuse to, then fuck all will happen to them. And that's that's you know that's they something we've talked above about before. The law above consequences. That's, some, that's something we've talked about before, and I thought about it. I go, okay, so if Trump was like a hard Democrat, and these were all like Democratic picks, would I feel the same way? And I still think yes, because I think back to the Obama administration and there was a lot of things that he did 
that I did not like. The same thing with like W, like, and probably the same thing with Clinton had I been old enough to understand politics. I did not like, a, a, like, and I was openly critical of like their policies. Um, cause I'm always worried about getting into an ideological, like, we're like, am I just as ideological driven as the other people? Am, am, I, am I letting my people off? You know, the people I like, am I letting them off the hook just because I like them? Uh, let's see. What was that one guy's name again? That was, uh, accused of, um, or like the photo of him came out where he's cupping that one girl's, uh, breast. Oh she yeah. 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 Senator Al Franken. Al yeah, Franken. Yeah. What's your thoughts on Al Franken? Uh, my thoughts on Al Franken were I was very upset that he uh, he did that because he had to go. Like, you can't. And it sucks because it's a weakness in that, like, we got to get rid of him because we lose any moral credibility if we don't get rid of him. Uh, but we also lose a very good senator if we get rid of him, but he's got to go. Well, you know? Yeah, see? And so there's not really a double standard with you. You realize that he has to go even if you agree with him ideologically. And also, that's yeah. one thing that drives me insane is that the left is super fast to denounce and kick out their own, but the right will never do it. it they yeah. have to step down themselves, but if they refuse to, there's no there's no accountability, and and no stopping them. So that gives the, the right I... a decisive advantage that they're willing to just be slimeballs and not care, and their people don't care. And I've talked to people, and that's like our weakness is we we hold each other we hold each other accountable. Uh, we you know like we're not we're not a hundred percent united behind our own you know Fuhrer. Like I, I, we don't have a we don't have a leader that we will just unquestioningly let any anybody do anything. Yeah, th- did Which, you ever see anyone like vehemently praise Hillary Clinton during the campaign, like you saw with Trump, or even at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, there were people that praised really? her, but, like, I think that, that I mean, like... So I never saw, like, rallies of people just screaming, Hillary's going to do it, or anything. Yeah. It was always well, people I mean, that was enthusiastic for Trump, lukewarm yeah. for Hillary. Well, the thing about her is, like, if any man had had her list of accomplishments, they, they would have been named, like, you know, uh, I was trying to make a... Con- I was going to say Clark Kent, but, like, I'm trying to think of a better superhero that was just, like, um... um Oh, what's his name? Why can't I think of his name? Oh, Tony Stark. Duh. She's got like the same credentials as like a Tony. Like she's like Tony Stark. She is. Iron if she Walden. was a dude, yeah, or had a, had a goatee, people would be like, "Oh my god, yeah, yeah, he's on man." But like because she was a woman, like the misogyny helped fucking just you know drive the fucking nail into her coffin. Like everything from like, oh, she's in bad health, she's weak, to like, oh, Maybe. look how ugly she is. All things that they would, if Trump was a woman, they would have said all the. He's fucking like. And that goes back to just the name calling of like, oh, she's an old crone, dude. He's a hideous he's, fat man with fake hair and a vagina neck. Yeah, he's what the fuck are you talking about? He's uh five years older than her, and uh, also guys don't live as long as women, so he would naturally be in worse health than her. But anyway, uh, my point being is that the left just does not have the same energy for their side that the right has for theirs. So we we're don't. Not, we're not. We're not ideologically driven, but we're yeah. also not unified behind like a single. Because all the lo- I guess because all the lobby money, all the lobbying money is with the is with the right, and that's you know that's something. Upsetting. Oh, the, the somebody... left has a lot, and they worm their way through quite a bit of it, a surprising bit of it. But they're just they really aren't held as accountable. Yeah. For the that. left has just like these structural flaws that don't allow them to unite uh, the same way the right does. Like, yeah. um, I'm not even so, going to start calling them the right anymore. I'm going to start calling them the Reich. Yeah. Like, I'm just through... And honestly, like, I joke a lot, but I really am. I'm through playing games. Like, these people are wrong. They're fucked up. 
and they're more fucked up than like everyone. Oh, yeah, both sides are fucked. No, this is a more fucked up thing with, than almost like as of, we've ever done before. As of the Ben Carson thing, I'm really starting to think of them more as a hate group. But you're putting, yeah, now, I mean, you're putting. Now, you're, 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 I will say that conservative ideology does have plenty of um, positives to it, right? But they are so far detached from that. that but that's the it's thing; been these gone are fucking. So long. You know, they call they call any Republican that doesn't toe their line a rhino. You know, Republican yeah. in name only. Yeah, they're all rhinos because they're fucking Nazis pretending to be just conservatives. Right. This they is don't... this is a thing that happened to the Republican Party just as much as it happened to all of America. They've been. Their name has been stolen at this point. It's just the invasion of the Bidey Snatchers, like you said a few weeks back. Yeah. It's slowly happening. Just people are being having their forms stolen away by this alien force that has happened to America. It's not who we are. It's something that's happening to us. We're going through a phase right now. Yeah, and it's like I just I hope that we can pull out of it or fix it or the madness will will like will end or be cured or whatever before it gets to the point of like. Um, if you remember the ca- the killing fields from like Cambodia, you know you had a real charismatic guy who's like, "Let's start everything over, year zero. Let's start murdering people." Like <laughs> before it gets to the point where or we the start purge year like, one. That's another movie yeah. coming out soon. Oh my god! If it was the fucking, uh, I'm, I'm not even gonna see. That's the problem. I start having purge fantasies. You lead me into like possibly threatening a sitting official, <laughs> and that's what gets us arrested. Well, let, let's talk about something that's. Um less hot-blooded than uh nuclear annihilation update well here's the thing so you know this the, everyone's like giving this dude credit for like uniting the two koreas he's not they 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 made him concessions that they were going to do anyway but the two koreas are talking and i think it's because they uh their nuclear test site collapsed they have full nuclear capabilities uh, I think China was probably involved because of what happens is they do nuclear stuff and it floats across the border into China and that pisses them off. Yeah. But also, if their nuclear test site just collapsed, uh, the United States has gone crazy. Um, I, you know what? Maybe it's time for Korea to fucking talk to North Korea, talk to South Korea, because there ain't nobody else helping out. You know what I mean? I loved waking up to pictures of Kim Jong-un and um, President Moon just walking around together this morning and it was just one of the most inspirational things I'd seen. Like, yeah, okay, Un is still responsible for horrendous human rights violations so it will definitely be an unjust peace that will continue after this union, but it will but be, the thing things is, will be it, so much better off than before still. But it right? might start It might start a softening and maybe in a... Because ultimately what happened like with... with uh, with the divided uh, the Germany, wall. with the divided Berlin, is like the thing is the, the Western lifestyle is is like Westernization is so much better than like the North. So like once it is able to seep in and it's not a completely closed system, it will erode whatever kind of old 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 regime communist thing they've got going on. And they've got it so, on both sides. You've got a Westernized China and a Westernized South Korea. So like. Yeah, they're gonna. North Korea is gonna change. The, it's not gonna change South Korea unless my theory was: what if, what if this is North Korea going? Oh, we are friends now. And then like <laughs> they you know, and then they go, we will invade you. Like, so what if they sneak invade South Korea? Because that's a possibility, right? Like if we withdraw troops, I think and, like, all let of the North Koreas... Korea's troops are like too diseased and parasite ridden to survive a trip across the border. Because you know, nothing makes you sicker than foreign travel. Right, but, like, do you think that, like, 
if we pulled out of South Korea that they would be able to fight off North Korea? Yeah. Um, you think so? Yeah, North Korea is really not that well off. Like their troops are literally starved. But and I don't know. Maybe it, that's what it is. The king, maybe the kingdom's finally close enough to collapse that they have no other options. Could but be. I don't think that it was because somebody today on my Facebook goes, "Oh, did he just Mr. Magoo his way into peace talks?" No, oh, God it, damn it! This, it I do nothing. not want to see Herp Derp get respond or be given it had credit to for do this. With him. He sits in the White House and yells at people. I mean, this, this has a lot more to do with what's with, going on inside with the Berlin North Wall. South Korea. We have uh, the famous quote, you know. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Yeah, he didn't but do that Trump, either. But with Trump, we have Little Rocket Man. I'm going to go no, to the no-whatever zone, with old, I With won't. old Ronnie Reagan, he didn't you. tear down the wall. It was an accident. Like, the Soviet official was supposed to, like, give the word that, like, oh, we're going to let limited something or other go. He, he gave the wrong order, and everyone goes, ah, the wall's coming down! <laughs> Rock and roll music and hassle off! And like they're like, ah, fuck it. What are we gonna do? Shoot them all? Ah, it's Westernization. Expedine Balena. Yeah, Expedine Balena. David Hasselhoff. Expedine Balena. So my favorite thing, and we got to talk about this before we wrap the podcast today. It's the fucking reason for the season. The entire reason that we're talking today. Um, our fucking president called into a morning news show and went on a psycho crazy rant. Until they cut him off. They hung up on the fucking president. Oh, sweet Jesus. Uh, Oh, sweet Jesus. Here we go. Oh, my God. Um, So if you're listening to the podcast, I want you to do me a favor. Uh, I want you to pause the podcast in just a second. I want you to Google uh, Trump calls into Fox and Friends, right? Should be the first hit. Listen to that. Then come unpause this shit and let's talk about it. Cool? All right. So by now you've listened to it because you've paused the podcast. What the fuck was that? It's, well, oh my God. So he went on a 30-minute tirade as you just experienced. And I love how the Fox and Friends, three white people on a couch, it's Fox and Friends. They just sort of sat there bewildered and they tried to get words in edgewise and they tried to soften the blows first of all his whole reason that he states for calling in is that you know it's melania's birthday so i thought i'd treat myself to something nice and so they ask him the softball of softball questions you know oh why'd you get or brian killed me asks him oh why'd you get her your wife for her birthday then uh, and then he acts like he wasn't expecting that. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say anything. I uh, I might get in trouble. Maybe I didn't get her so much. I uh, maybe a card, a card. It's like, yeah, right. You know, he didn't get her a card. He didn't get her anything. My favorite part though is so is like he's president. He won it, baby. Fucking as the the Nazis t- they hey man, he's your president too. And I go uh, uh, maybe, but I don't serve the Fuhrer. Um, so he's the president. He won the election. He's still mad that he did not get the popular vote in the election. He, Yeah, he actually went on another rant about Hillary, another rant about the lying media, said that there was no path to victory, which is wrong, by the way. The CNN, MSNBC, et cetera, et cetera, never said that. They never said that. Huffington Post said that, but they're not really considered a real news outlet. They are kind of like Fox News for the left, but... um. And, but I digress. No yeah. real credible news outlet ever said He's, that there was no path this, to his so, victory. 
My favorite part was the idiot implicated himself in obstruction. Oh, right. He, he, he also incriminated himself so badly that they had to cut him he off. He threatened to go out. He said if the Justice Department doesn't stop going after him, he doesn't know how long he can stay away from it. Where is it? Meaning is that it? he's going to try to interfere with, an, with a fucking investigation. Uh, here it is. Here's the exact quote. And you look at the corruption at the top of the Justice Department, the top of the FBI, it's a disgrace. And our Justice Department, which I may try to stay away from, but at some point I won't. Yeah, so didn't he appoint the head of the fucking Justice Department? Yeah. Aren't these all his appointees? Yes. So, why is the dude stop appointing corrupt people if they're so corrupt, you fucking idiot? He also fired the, are... the top of the FBI that he is bitching about here and replaced him with his own appointee, which apparently he still doesn't like. Yeah. Like, and the, so, so you're going to come after yeah. the Justice Department. What are you going to do if they're so corrupt? Why are you the only non-corrupt guy in fucking uh, Washington? Here's the biggest bit of damage he did to himself and the funniest bit. One of Cohen's best legal defenses is that he is Trump's, the president's main lawyer. He does so much for the president <laughs> that uh, this is, makes it difficult for the FBI to go through all of his legal pe paperwork, all the boxes right. that they got and brought in that they're going to shuffle through. They can't just like willy nilly go through it all because that's well, his main lawyer. So they, that would be like they, possibly. They actually have to. They actually have to have something. This is really interesting. I heard a little bit how they do it. They have to have something called a clean and a dirty team. Right. So the dirty team has to go through the documents, hand off the relevant ones to the clean team, and the clean team can't see the other documents that were not relevant. Right. Right. So you're kind of compartmentalizing to make sure that they're unbiased, and the clean team hasn't seen anything the dirty team has seen. Right. Um. So they're doing everything they can to make sure they do it correctly. So this guy, Cohen's argument is basically, hey, I'm his main lawyer. Look, a lot of things are said between a president and his lawyer, okay? You know, we talk about sucking our own dicks. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> so, so, there's, uh, so there's a ton you know, of stuff that the dirty team can't show to the clean team. Yeah. Until... Um, Fox and Friends asked <laughs> Yes, until so, until... so what type of work would you say you and Cohen do? First of all, Trump immediately admits that Cohen did represent him with Stormy Daniels, which until this point, they had always said that they were absolutely not coordinating, handling her at all with. That was just, Cohen said, you know, I'm just doing that on my own. Trump always said, you got to ask him. He took care of it. I don't know. Now on Fox and Friends, he said, yeah, he does represent me. He did that work for me. But that's not what I was just talking about with the legal stuff. Because next, Trump says, but you know, Cohen only does a tiny, tiny little fraction of my overall legal work for me. Just a teeny, tiny bit. He's not my main lawyer. I have so many, I have so many lawyers working for me, and he, he's not even that important. He's just like a side. Because, let me tell you why Trump's saying this, is because he always tries to distance himself from people that are in trouble. Like, remember whenever he said, oh, that guy's just a coffee boy. This is the same yeah. mentality, right? They're trying to say, I didn't know him, I barely know well, him. It's like the Onion article where they go, Trump admits that, uh, the Onion article that says, like, after, uh, after he gets in trouble, Trump admits that uh, him and Don Jr. were really, Don Jr. was mostly just a coffee boy, and he didn't yep. really know him that well. Yep. But, here's the thing. What he just said is testimony from the President of the United States on national television, which two hours after this interview appeared in legal briefings at the FBI, which are now included in the Cohen case. Yeah, so now they're using his testimony that he and Cohen aren't that 
close really to now be able to go through way more of Cohen stuff than they ever could before and way more yeah. of it is now eligible to be used in court against them I'm probably going to be the only person masturbating to Fox and Friends for completely <laughs> different ideological reasons. Yep. So, I mean, they did cut his mic because um, state news <laughs> is part of the propaganda arm of Trump's presidency. So they had to cut the mic of a sitting president, which has never been done before in all of history. But, you know, to be fair, they did have a very important segment. I had to look this up to see what came on right after Fox and Friends. And you know what they interrupted the President of the United States giving a speech for? Is this pandas fucking again? Uh, Buck's famous scrambled eggs. <laughs> you know what I would have done? If I was at the news station and they were like, cut the feed! I would have pulled my gun because I imagine everybody at Fox, and New Fox, Fox News carries because, you know, their guns don't kill people. I would have pulled my gun and been like... Nope, we keep rolling. We do not cut the president. Do you understand? Yep. You do not touch that dial. Don't touch that dial. We're just getting started. So, uh, Brian, and kill another me thing, after that. Another thing, okay, like, I know a lot of people say that I hide my most serious incriminating documents inside Buck's scrambled eggs. But that is not true. And if he goes and goes through my scrambled eggs, that will be a red line. Should not investigate. I barely knew Buck. He was just the coffee boy. He brought me eggs once. And oh also we God. colluded. Yeah, man. So, why? Well, I mean, like... <laughs> I just love, uh, at the very end, Brian Kilme, like, cut his mic and then said, Well, uh, we could talk to you all day, but it looks like you have a million things to do. And Steve Ducey yep, yeah. was like, ah, ah, Well, I, I think he was awake, and boy, did he have a lot to say. And then yeah, they man, quickly they cut away from it. Looks, it. On, looks on their faces, they were just like, I, I would have just, I would have loved it, dude. I would have, like, why can't we get him to call into our podcast? This is why we need listeners. Yep. Man, God, was... if we ever get, like, real listeners, we definitely need to, like, record this live on, um, what's it called? Twitch or something. I don't know. There's got to be oh, somewhere could, we could do it. If we if we could just get on the air and just kind of, like, go be, like, F-O-X-X and friends, like Fox and friends, maybe we could get him <laughs> to accidentally tune in. And then, you know, we could influence the president. We could, we could call it uh, Fox, like, or Foe? F-A-U-X. Yeah, like, yeah, like F-A-U-X, like Fox and friends, Foe and friends. It's foe and friends, but we can pronounce it Fox. He wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, um, God. Yeah, any other any other big news stories? That was the biggie, right? Yeah, that's the big one. But oh my God, there is so many things. Um, let me just speed through this very quickly. Uh, nuclear annihilation update. Uh, on the 16th of next month, so we're going to come back to this one. He can pull out of the Iran deal, right? And. This is going to badly hurt America for all kinds of reasons. For one thing, that means Iran goes from uh, they can't make nukes for another 10 years so they can do it immediately. But right. also, um, this we're about to try and make new nuclear deals with North Korea, but they're going to see America br shirking their deals with yeah. another country and then be like, why should we make the deal with the Americas? I well, can't I, do it I understand. I, you know, like I understand why Iran and why these countries like, um, want to hang on to the nuclear arms. Cause we've talked about before is like regime change is a lot less likely to happen when you're sitting on nuclear capabilities, like just, yeah. And that's but, unfortunate, but like, but dude, speaking of regime changes, like nobody watching this realizes that, it was Obama that made the deal and Trump's going to go back on it because he wants to destroy Obama's legacy by undoing of everything Obama did. They're just going to see it as America made a deal, then America right. went back on the deal. Case right. in point, Canadian singer Shania Twain almost destroyed her career this week whenever she complimented Trump because she had no idea what was going on with the American election. She's 
her take on it was that Trump was brash, abrasive, but he told the truth. No, he didn't. Right. See, that's bull- he's a fucking liar and a con artist, which I'll get to the you con know, artist thing in a second. But well, she doesn't whole, know that because there's that, the like, perception even, versus what actually happened. And the rest the of the world even, will feel the same way about it. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. So if you lie all day, every day, yeah, occasionally your lies will be truths. Just in the fact that, like, just playing the odds, eventually a lie will be true. And it will no longer be a lie. But you're still fucking lying. So, uh, also, the president lied his ways to billions, speaking of con artists. This is just, I'm going to give the Oh, yeah, the, the Forbes, the Forbes thing. Yeah, and no one, that's the thing. It's like, this should be a bigger deal, but no one gives a shit. We're so beyond the fucking pale, no one fucking cares. Yep. So, uh, Trump, in 1984, lied his way onto the Forbes 400 magazine, claiming to be worth $5 billion, which was actually mostly his dad's money. At this point, his own value was around $5 million, but even that was um, loaned to him by his dad, so he had never really made a dime. But he managed to convince Forbes that he had $5 billion by posing as John Barron, a representative of Trump, right? So, oh, this Trump guy actually used his own voice. So there's this guy, Donald Trump, he's phenomenally rich. He has $5 billion. Now, after this, after he got into the Forbes 400 magazine, he used that to then take out loans for a billion dollars to basically build Atlantic City because he had never released any financial statements, so the banks didn't have any records of how poor he really was. So instead, he in his interview with the bank for the loans, he showed them the Forbes 400 magazine. He's like, see, it says right here, I have $5 billion, I'm a real estate mogul. And they're like, okay, then it's safe to lend you this money to um, to build buildings with. And then he used the, you know, then he screwed contractors and went through a long series of lies and whatever. And here's another thing is that he used that those loans to pay lawyers to make sure that he didn't have to pay back the loans by tying up people in court that tried to sue him to get their money back forever and he just kept up this con job for his entire yeah. career until he was able to uh, become president and now he's basically above the law so he yeah. got away with it all so yeah basically he's um he's the world's best con man he's like a really stupid randall flag you know from uh he, from he's, the stand. he's like an evil forrest gump like that one congressman called him the other day <laughs> that is true like the way forrest gump was just like and then one day i met the president and i kept on running and then I would run more scams, and then I would tell them I had money, but me and Mama knew I did not. And then I would make more bit like... Mama always yeah. said life is like a couple hookers peeing on a Russian bed. Never know when you're going to get filmed. <laughs> Mama uh, told me that this was my magic money, and it could take me anyway, even though me and Mom knew that we'd never see a penny of that money. Uh, fucking, like, yeah, man. He's a, he's a con artist, and he's fucking... I mean, like, he's good at it. Like, it's sad that in a way, like... He's probably one of the saddest, like, human beings on the planet in that, like, he seems like he's gotten everything he wanted, but in, ultimately, in the end, he, he has absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God, I have a bunch of his tweets written down here that I thought in particular were good for something. 
he tweeted 25 times over last weekend, um, including things like the New York Times and a third-rate reporter named Maggie Haberman, known as a crooked H flunky, with flunky misspelled, who I don't even speak to and have nothing to do with, there's actually pictures of them together, are going out of their way to destroy Michael Cohen and his relationship with me in the hope that he will flip. They use dot 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 non-existent sources and a drunk slash drugged up loser who hates michael a fine person with a wonderful family michael wait is a who's the drunk who's the drunk drugged up loser he doesn't say he doesn't say like there's no context behind this is it just like the president rambling on twitter dude that's like when i tried to tweet about like the superman movie four years after it came out and i was live tweeting it but everyone's like what the fuck is he tweeting about Dot, 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 is lying or making up stories. Sorry, I don't see Michael doing that, despite the horrible witch hunt and the dishonest media. It's like, it's well, if he, just weird fucking shit, and he's well, president. If but, you knew anything about witch hunts, you know they're pretty fucking successful. Uh, so if it indeed is a witch hunt... <laughs> we have found a saying. lot of witches. There's been a lot of guilty yeah. pleas. You know, in the 50s, we found a lot of communists. I'm just saying. Right, so I, being I, like witch hunt... Doesn't make it all go away. That means you should be very worried. I hope they treat you like Giles Corey, you piece of shit. Uh, uh, this is uh, Will Cohen flip, and that was back when it was relevant to ask that question. Yeah, he's going to flip. He's um, a fucking lawyer. He's going to do everything. Like, he's going to play the game until like it looks like it's jail time for him, and he's going to fucking sing like a canary. He's uh, a fucking lawyer. He knows the ins and outs. He's not stupid. I, okay, so uh, one quick good news corner, and then we can talk about the French president, and then that'll what wrap gonna, us up. Oh, what are we gonna What are we gonna say about Macron? Like he just he just seems to be showing up, and touching the president a lot to get what he wants. Like Hopefully he seems real good at it. But let's do it the good news corner first. Uh, oh, your fucking good news! God, I hate your fucking. Are you gonna talk about Bob Dole again? No, no, this is uh. God, I hate th- this. This isn't the that's nice corner. This is good news. This is news. Oh, this is this is a, n- a different thing. Like this, is like the Good right. News Network. That that's nice is a sarcastic. That's nice. Um, oh. Good news is like oh, good news, good news, oh, everyone. Fucking, oh, your fucking segments. All right, what's your good news? Uh, the Senate Health Committee just approved an opioid bill that it's on its way to the Senate floor for a vote after hearing. 40 proposals from 38 senators, they agreed on something that was so bipartisan that it was unanimously approved. The House supposedly has 60 bills to shift through, and supposedly it'll begin to do so this week. There's probably an update on that that I should have looked into, but whatever. Uh, but actual progress has been made towards action that, uh... uh da, 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 uh... 100 proposals mentioned above... Yeah, they're, uh, anyway, they actually have a bipartisan bill on the opioid crisis, and they actually spoke to real doctors and real experts on the matter to come up with uh, real solutions. They, uh, they got sick of waiting for Kellyanne Conway to take care of it, so none of this has anything to do with Kellyanne Conway's um, opioid thing, though I'm sure she's going to try to take credit for it after they do it. They just got fed up with waiting on her, and now they're actually going to try to save some lives! See, that's another way that Trump is killing people, is he put fucking Kellyanne Conway in charge of the opioid epidemic, so he was never serious about doing anything about it. I so have everyone that questions. died from that since he became president, their blood's on his hands because he I'm wouldn't waiting, do anything to help him. I'm waiting for your punchline for the bill, like, oh, did the bill die of an opioid overdose? No, no, like, this is the good news corner. It's, um, this is actually going to save bill, lives. 
Is the bill just uh, somebody that works for Big Pharma shaking a bottle of pills going, come on? Uh, apparently, it's actually something that real doctors have uh, helped put together and sure, not. Are you sure this isn't like some Mao Zedong stuff where like, they're like yeah, this new opioid bill. We're going to line up everybody that's an opioid addict against the wall and shoot them. Uh, well, we'll have to see after they're done amending it and stuff, but for now it actually looks good. It actually looks like it could be helpful. Nice. Well, that's good even though it's fucking like, you know, like, the problem with these messes is it's not just a mess and then we fix it and it's over. They have long-term consequences uh-huh. and repercussions that are like like throwing a stone in a pond. That's the problem with having a numbskull for a president that surrounds himself with other numbskulls. These people cause a ripple effect that will be felt for years and even decades yeah. and take God knows how long to repair, if ever. Yeah. But um, speaking of, more good news. Uh, Adam Jed, a member of Mueller's team, has started to take actions. His uh, specialty is asset forfeiture. And he is. Yes! Yes! Yeah. Yes! Take him, take him, take him, take him. Go, go, go. When, is, when do I get to watch yeah. him on C SPAN? Because I just got a TV, baby. <laughs> He recently did some uh, court filings with Paul Manafort's name on it. So uh, 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 because uh. Paul is our only non-guilty plea so far, it looks like it's time to set an example of him and use him as a warm-up run to prepare for taking everything from other people. Take They're going to set an example of him to let other people know what happens when you refuse to flip. I walked by Trump Tower the other day because I was in Central Park and I gave it the fucking finger. I'm sure lots of people do that. I know, but I kind of hope that they seize Trump Tower. That's just my greatest dream. Just never run into the president in the middle of Fifth Avenue. I hear he's looking to shoot someone there. Yeah, you know what? That would be great numbers for our podcast, though. We're just like, this week, I got fucking shot by the president, and nobody did anything about it. (laughs) I tried to do something, and they they said fake news and fake blood. Yeah, they're like, it's a a fake, fake, fake blood. Okay, it's fake like, goddamn, yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's liberal blood. Uh, so, ah, the only notes I wrote down about him was his uh, speech. Uh, we can choose isolationism. I can't do a good French accent. How do they talk? Uh, we can uh, choose isolationism. Withdrawal and uh, uh, nationalism. This is an option. It can be tempting uh, to us as a temporary remedy to our fears. I'm just going to read it normally. This will take forever. But closing uh, the door to the world will not... Su- Damn it. You want me to do it French? No, Ish? no. I said, yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. That's okay. fine, yeah. <laughs> but closing the door to the world will not stop <laughs> the evolution of the world. It will not douse but inflame the fears of our citizens. Yeah. So he, And that's the thing. He just point-by-point point rebukes everything that there is about Trump's current administration, starting with xenophobia. It's xenophobia and this fear of globalism, and it's like, like, like my guy, look, globalism's not going to go away. This is the way the world's moving. Trying to hide and be an isolationist and an America first and then the other is global. That's not how it works. Like, borders aren't like walls anymore. You're a fucking throwback. You're a fucking dinosaur. You're a caveman. Yeah. You are extinct. You can't stop the future. Oh, you know, I didn't set this up. I should have done that. So, um, like Peter said, this week the two of them were, like, prancing around like best friends. They um, they planted a tree together. Uh, it was very sweet. Like, they were way more affectionate to one another than Trump is with uh, Melania. Yeah. But then after they were BFFs for um, a while, 
then uh, the French president came before Congress to give a rebuke of everything Trump stands for, and the Congress cheered for him. So it, more than anything, let us know that America's oldest ally understands that Trump is something that happened to us, and he can be extremely diplomatic and nice to the orange tyrant, but then at the same time let everyone know that this is still his stances, that he's well, still pro-reality, pro... Well, that, I feel like that's the that's what's great about the French, is they're like, hello, how are you? It's nice to see you. And then, like, you know, they're also like, what has happened is a bunch of bullshit! <laughs> like, so, like, yeah, like they'll be very cordial to you and be like, you are wrong! You are a racist! Like... Um, what I'm really excited to talk about next time is now Angela Merkel, the German chancellor, uh, was chancellor, prime minister, head of Germany, whatever she is. So she's got to do a whole like, uh, montage with Trump and I'm really excited to see uh, how she's going to charm him. Is he having a steak dinner with her? Something like that. Like she, she's doing the Macron, I guess. Like she's coming over. So like he went from like a very suave, like a French man to like this, just like, uh, now he's got a German woman, and I'm really excited to see how that's going to go. Yeah. I feel because she's a woman, he's going to embarrass himself and not embrace her. But, Probably. But to be fair, though, they have said that, like, in his, like, business dealings and stuff, Trump likes to hire women uh, because he, like, I guess he doesn't feel threatened by them and, like, <laughs> is able to communicate with them better because he was, like, a mama's boy growing up. Oh, weird. I actually never heard that. Yeah, it was all in a fire and fury. Uh, so I maybe. I reading it yet. So maybe they'll be like kind of like a mother a mother son thing, and she'll take him out for ice cream and like cradle him <laughs> to sleep and like you know read him bedtime stories and shit. Could happen. Yeah, because Germans have the best bedtime stories. I... So uh, two last notes. Macron also asked him to come back into the uh, Paris Agreement, and he also rebuked him for uh, trying to break the Iran deal and asked him not to do this. Yeah, and you know the thing is, if you show up and you look like a really cool dude and like you really flatter Trump, he'll agree to do whatever the hell he used to say because that's what he is. He's an agreeer. Yeah, he, but he also agrees to do just whatever the last person that spoke to him yeah. says. Yeah, so I mean, he well, he probably won't do it, but he'll agree to do it, or he'll, he'll be like, you know what? I think that maybe we've been too mean to Iran. Like, why doesn't the why don't why doesn't Iran send their guy to come hang over out with Trump, and then maybe they'd get a better deal? You know what I mean? Yeah, could happen. Yeah, but yeah, that's the whole like. Sorry, your so your other notes. Yeah, just uh, all I can think of is when I saw them together was that song. Let me tell you about my best friend. Do, 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 do. I already closed the document. That's that should be everything for the week. Well, we closed the documents, folks. We've closed the documents. We've drank the coffee. We've spewed the vitriol that was in our hearts for this week. Uh, hopefully, we've had some laughs. Uh, hopefully, next week our president will be impeached. But don't cross your fingers and hold your breath. Uh, I'm Peter. And I'm Pat. And, uh, yeah, that's your news for this week.